is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport, Tennessee. It is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart. Good to see everyone this morning. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah the 18th chapter for the text of the sermon that God has laid upon my heart this morning. Jeremiah chapter 18. While you're turning, let me again uh, welcome everyone out to God's house. It's good to have you with us this morning. Those who have been out sick, which pretty much covers everybody, the last two weeks, uh, that stomach virus and uh, the head cold thing that's been going around, we've all been touched in some way, form, or fashion by sickness, but uh, some of us a little worse than others, but it's good to have those back. Good to have our visitors with us. Uh, tickled to death for you to be here with us this morning. We want you to make yourself right at home. Worship God in spirit and in truth here this morning. We didn't come out to put on any show. We didn't come out to be seen or to see anyone else. But there's one reason and one reason only that we're in this place this morning. And that's to worship and glorify the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because He's worthy to be praised this morning. He is worthy. We're going to be reading from the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Beginning with the first verse. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying... Arise, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Now let me ask you a question this morning. Since it's the very first Sunday of a brand new year, what would you expect the, the topic or the emphasis of the sermon this morning to be about? Go ahead, shout it out. What would you expect it to be about this morning? Good intentions? Good intentions? Go <laughs> Let's go on. How about resolutions? What does everyone want to do at the first of a new year? Everybody wants to make resolutions. That's all you hear. Every advertisement on the television, on the radio, you talk with people and they talk about the resolutions that they're going to make. Well, that's kind of what's on my heart this morning, just not in the way you would expect it. Get more exercise. Lose weight. Work harder. Make more money. Work less, spend more time with families. Be a better person, a better spouse. Get out of debt. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Resolutions, things in people's lives that they have intentions of changing. Do we need to make these changes? Yes. Is it good to have goals in your life? Yes. Should we make resolutions? If we can keep them. See, the problem is we don't do it right. The problem is we don't do it correctly. We come with the attitude, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to lose weight next year, ain't Agnes? 
I'm going to get back on my diet and I'm going to watch my blood pressure. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, work to, to get my cholesterol down. I'm going to get my blood sugar in control. I'm going to do all this and I'm going to be nice to people. I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to go out of my way to help people. I'm going to witness more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, do you know what I, you, me, we, us is going to accomplish? Zero. Zero. The way the world and the church as a whole looks at resolutions is wrong in the eyes of God. Don't sit there slack-jawed looking at me. I'll give you a Bible to back it up. I wouldn't tell you something if I couldn't give you Scripture. James chapter 4 verse 13. Flip over and read it with me. James 4 and 13. Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth of a little time, and then vanisheth away. For ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. We want to make a change in our life. We want things to be different. We're not happy with the way things are right now, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, economically. You want to make a change, let me give you a little piece of advice. Throw out all your self-help books. Throw out all your 10-step plans. Throw out all your ideas of hypnosis. Throw out all your ideas of yoga and meditation. Throw all those things out and look with me in Jeremiah chapter 18. Don't waste your time making resolutions that you're not going to be able to keep. Look to what is needed for change. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. We were talking Wednesday night. This book absolutely... Every day that I open it amazes me. Wednesday night we were talking how that 15th chapter of the book of Genesis could have been written just for us as individuals. How precious and dear that book is to a child of God. Same thing with Jeremiah chapter 18. The word of the Lord came to Rob, Willis, Toby, Matt, the word of the Lord came to us this morning. The word of the Lord came to us. The Holy Ghost of God spoke to us this morning and it said arise and go down to the potter's house. That's where we are this morning. You are in the potter's house this morning. Why are you here this morning? Well, so and so invited me. No, you're not here for that reason. You're not here because somebody invited you. You are here this morning because the Holy Ghost of God placed you here this morning. 
There is nothing happens on the face of this planet but what it's not God's will that it happen. There's a bird in a tree right back here right now singing and it's there because God placed it there. It can sing because God gave it the ability to sing. God put the tree there. God caused the rain and the sun to come down and the tree to grow. It's all because of God. We are here this morning, each one of us, because the Holy Ghost of God spoke to us this morning and said, Go to the potter's house. We are here in the potter's house this morning. And he told Jeremiah and he told you and I, There I will cause thee to hear my words. What thus saith the Lord God. Right here. The songs that were sung this morning, absolutely dripping with Scripture. The testimonies that we've heard this morning. The teaching in the classes this morning. It's the Word of God. It's God's desire for our hearts. We have heard the Word of God this morning. And as individuals right now, each and every one of you, I included, the Holy Ghost of God is speaking to you. He's not telling you the same thing He's telling me, but He is speaking to you. Preacher, I can't hear a thing. It's because you're not listening. It's because you're not tuned in to the correct frequency. Preacher, I've been a Christian 20 years and I've never heard God speak. Then brother, you need to get the manual out and you need to reprogram the dials. Because if you're a child of God, He will speak to you. The Word of God is clear upon that fact from cover to cover. Old Testament, New Testament. Christ Himself said, My sheep hear me and they know my voice. Verse 3, I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. (laughs) Who's he? He is God. He is the Holy Ghost of God. He is the Son of God, the triune God that we serve, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He wrought a work upon the wheel. He's got blessings to hand out this morning, Uncle J.D. He's got blessings in his bag. There's not a one of you last Saturday at Christmas wasn't excited about what was under the tree. And I can't, I can't tell you that I wasn't too. It's an exciting time. It brings out the child in all of us. But I'm more excited this morning about what God has. My wife, she'll worry to death about what to get me for Christmas. I said, honey, it don't matter what it is. You wrap it up for me and I'll love it. It don't matter. She always tries to find the perfect gift, the best gift, something that I want. i tell you what, my God, He knows just exactly what I want and what I need. And He doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't spend a lot of time on it. Because He knows just exactly what will bless my heart this morning. He knows what will bless your heart this morning. He knows what you stand in need of this morning. And He wants, He wants to do a work on the wheel this morning. He wants to do a work on the wheel. 
They talked about in Sunday school, redemption's already been accomplished. The victory's been won at Calvary. Jesus died once to save you and I from our sins. But if you read the entire Bible, if you read the whole New Testament, we are saved by grace. Not of works, it is what? The gift of God. It's the faith that it's our faith. It's our faith. But it is a gift of God. Redemption is accomplished. How many of you have a Christmas tree sitting at home right now with gifts still under it? Oh, I guess every gift that you had was accepted then, wasn't it? Anybody ever turn down a Christmas gift? Say, nope, I don't want that. Take that away. No. Those gifts are accepted. Think of the gift that God has. The gift that God wrapped in a cold, dark tomb. And for three days, the man that died that you and I might have life was in that tomb. But on the third day, the glorious day, the day that I and you, that brings us out here now while we come on Sunday, the Lord's day, the day that He arose from the grave. Boy, that's a gift worth having right there. How many of you had gifts that you took back this year? It didn't fit, it was the wrong color, or you just didn't like it. We all have those. Brother, there isn't a thing God's ever given me that I've wanted to take back. There's nothing God's ever given me that I wanted to give back. God wants to do a work in this place on the wheels of your heart this morning. But just like that free gift of salvation, you've got to let Him work. You've got to let Him work. You've got to let Him work. If you'll watch a potter, if he gets a lump of clay on the wheel... And I know a lump of clay is an inanimate object. It doesn't have a mind of its own. But if he gets a lump of clay out there and it won't do what he wants it to do, it won't go where he wants it to go, it's just not willing to be used, what does the potter do? He scoops it off the wheel and slings it on the pile behind the workshop. God will mold, God will woo, God will poke, God will send His Holy Spirit to knock on your heart's door. But there will be a day, there will be an hour, there will be a time that the Bible said, I'll cut you off. God said, I will draw a line and I will not cross that. I will turn you over to a reprobate mind. In other words, He'll scoop that lump of clay off the wheel and He'll throw it on the pile out back. He is a God of infinite mercy. He is a God of infinite grace. He is a God of infinite love. But He will only deal with the hearts of men for a certain and set amount of time. He wants to do a work in this place this morning. Christians, if we'll let Him, Christians, if we'll let Him, He wants to save people this morning. Preacher, how are we stopping him? Because you're quenching the Spirit. I'm up here right now slogging through quicksand. It's almost like walking in mud. It's hard to get my feet up. Somebody pray for me this morning so I can preach. Somebody pray so the Spirit of God will be loose this morning. We want people saved in this place. We've got to do something, church. 
We want to see a work accomplished. We've got to do our part. Verse 4. The vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Raise your little paws up in the air. The vessel that was marred. That's you and I. Every man, woman, boy, and girl that draws a breath. Every, everyone that hears the sound of my voice. We're that vessel with a mar on it. Oh, but praise God. So he made it again. Another vessel, the Bible said. He made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. I'm not the vessel that I was so many years ago. I'm not the vessel that I was two weeks ago. I'm not the vessel that I was a year ago. Because God's continually got me on the wheel. He takes a little bit of water in his hands, a little bit of the Spirit, and he begins to work that foot pump, that treadle, and that wheel begins to spin in those hands come down and they begin to work the clay. They begin to mold. They begin to stretch. They begin to push. They begin to coax an old, cold, nasty, dirty lump of worthless clay into a beautiful tool. Into a vessel. Into a vessel that can be used. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport, Tennessee. It is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart. Good to see everyone this morning. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah the 18th chapter for the text of the sermon that God has laid upon my heart this morning. Jeremiah chapter 18. While you're turning, let me again... Uh, welcome everyone out to God's house. It's good to have you with us this morning. Those who have been out sick, which pretty much covers everybody, the last two weeks, uh, that stomach virus and uh, the head cold thing that's been going around, we've all been touched in some way, form, or fashion by sickness, but uh, some of us a little worse than others, but it's good to have those back. Good to have our visitors with us. Uh, tickled to death for you to be here with us this morning. We want you to make yourself right at home. Worship God in spirit and in truth here this morning. We didn't come out to put on any show. We didn't come out to be seen or to see anyone else. But there's one reason and one reason only that we're in this place this morning. And that's to worship and glorify the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because He's worthy to be praised this morning. He is worthy. We're going to be reading from the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, beginning with the first verse. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. 
Now let me ask you a question this morning. Since it's the very first Sunday of a brand new year, what would you expect the, the topic or the emphasis of the sermon this morning to be about? Go ahead, shout it out. What would you expect it to be about this morning? Good intentions? Let's go on. <laughs> Let's go on. How about resolutions? What does everyone want to do at the first of a new year? Everybody wants to make resolutions. That's all you hear. Every advertisement on the television, on the radio, you talk with people and they talk about the resolutions that they're going to make. Well, that's kind of what's on my heart this morning, just not in the way you would expect it. Get more exercise. Lose weight. Work harder. Make more money. Work less. Spend more time with families. Be a better person. A better spouse. Get out of debt. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Resolutions. Things in people's lives that they have intentions of changing. Do we need to make these changes? Yes. Is it good to have goals in your life? Yes. Should we make resolutions? If we can keep them. See, the problem is we don't do it right. The problem is we don't do it correctly. We come with the attitude, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to lose weight next year, ain't Agnes? I'm going to get back on my diet and I'm going to watch my blood pressure. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, work to, to get my cholesterol down. I'm going to get my blood sugar in control. I'm going to do all this and I'm going to be nice to people. I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to go out of my way to help people. I'm going to witness more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, do you know what I, you, me, we, us is going to accomplish? Zero. Zero. The way the world and the church as a whole looks at resolutions is wrong in the eyes of God. Don't sit there slack-jawed looking at me. I'll give you a Bible to back it up. I wouldn't tell you something if I couldn't give you Scripture. James chapter 4 verse 13. Flip over and read it with me. James 4 and 13 Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth of a little time, and then vanisheth away. For ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. We want to make a change in our life. We want things to be different. We're not happy with the way things are right now, whether it's physically, 
mentally, emotionally, economically. You want to make a change, let me give you a little piece of advice. Throw out all your self-help books. Throw out all your 10-step plans. Throw out all your ideas of hypnosis. Throw out all your ideas of yoga and meditation. Throw all those things out and look with me in Jeremiah chapter 18. Don't waste your time making resolutions that you're not going to be able to keep. Look to what is needed for change. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. We were talking Wednesday night. This book absolutely, every day that I open it amazes me. Wednesday night we were talking how that 15th chapter of the book of Genesis could have been written just for us as individuals. How precious and dear that book is to a child of God. Same thing with Jeremiah chapter 18. The word of the Lord came to Rob, Willis, Toby, Matt. The word of the Lord came to us this morning. The word of the Lord came to us. The Holy Ghost of God spoke to us this morning and it said arise and go down to the potter's house. That's where we are this morning. You are in the potter's house this morning. Why are you here this morning? Well, so-and-so invited me. No, you're not here for that reason. You're not here because somebody invited you. You are here this morning because the Holy Ghost of God placed you here this morning. There is nothing happens on the face of this planet but what it's not God's will that it happened. There's a bird in a tree right back here right now singing and it's there because God placed it there. It can sing because God gave it the ability to sing. God put the tree there. God caused the rain and the sun to come down and the tree to grow. It's all because of God. We are here this morning, each one of us, because the Holy Ghost of God spoke to us this morning and said, Go to the potter's house. We are here in the potter's house this morning. And he told Jeremiah and he told you and I, There I will cause thee to hear my words. What thus saith the Lord God. Right here. The songs that were sung this morning, absolutely dripping with Scripture. The testimonies that we've heard this morning. The teaching in the classes this morning. It's the Word of God. It's God's desire for our hearts. We have heard the Word of God this morning. And as individuals right now, each and every one of you, I included, the Holy Ghost of God is speaking to you. He's not telling you the same thing He's telling me, but He is speaking to you. Preacher, I can't hear a thing. It's because you're not listening. It's because you're not tuned in to the correct frequency. Preacher, I've been a Christian 20 years and I've never heard God speak. Then brother, you need to get the manual out and you need to reprogram the dials. 
Because if you're a child of God, He will speak to you. The Word of God is clear upon that fact from cover to cover. Old Testament, New Testament. Christ Himself said, My sheep hear me and they know my voice. Verse 3, I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. (laughs) Who's he? He is God. He is the Holy Ghost of God. He is the Son of God, the triune God that we serve, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He wrought a work upon the wheel. He's got blessings to hand out this morning, Uncle J.D. He's got blessings in his bag. There's not a one of you, last Saturday at Christmas, wasn't excited about what was under the tree. And I can't, I can't tell you that I wasn't too. It's an exciting time. It brings out the child in all of us. But I'm more excited this morning about what God has. My wife, she'll worry to death about what to get me for Christmas. I said, honey, it don't matter what it is. You wrap it up for me and I'll love it. It don't matter. She always tries to find the perfect gift, the best gift, something that I want. i tell you what, my God, He knows just exactly what I want and what I need. And He doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't spend a lot of time on it. Because He knows just exactly what will bless my heart this morning. He knows what will bless your heart this morning. He knows what you stand in need of this morning. And He wants, He wants to do a work on the wheel this morning. He wants to do a work on the wheel. They talked about in Sunday school, redemption's already been accomplished. The victory's been won at Calvary. Jesus died once to save you and I from our sins. But if you read the entire Bible, if you read the whole New Testament, we are saved by grace. Not of works, it is what? The gift of God. It's the faith, it's our faith, it's our faith. But it is a gift of God. Redemption is accomplished. How many of you have a Christmas tree sitting at home right now with gifts still under it? Oh, I guess every gift that you had was accepted then, wasn't it? Anybody ever turn down a Christmas gift? Say, nope, I don't want that. Take it away. No. Those gifts are accepted. Think of the gift that God has. The gift that God wrapped in a cold, dark tomb. And for three days, the man that died that you and I might have life was in that tomb. But on the third day, the glorious day, the day that I and you, that brings us out here now while we come on Sunday, the Lord's day, the day that He arose from the grave, Boy, that's a gift worth having right there. How many of you had gifts that you took back this year? It didn't fit, it was the wrong color, or you just didn't like it. We all have those. Brother, there isn't a thing God's ever given me that I've wanted to take back. There's nothing God's ever given me that I wanted to give back. God wants to do a work in this place on the wheels of your heart this morning. But just like that free gift of salvation, you've got to let Him work. You've got to let Him work. You've got to let Him work. If you'll watch a potter, if he gets a lump of clay on the wheel, 
And I know a lump of clay is an inanimate object. It doesn't have a mind of its own. But if he gets a lump of clay out there and it won't do what he wants it to do, it won't go where he wants it to go, it's just not willing to be used, what does the potter do? He scoops it off the wheel and slings it on the pile behind the workshop. God will mold, God will woo, God will poke, God will send His Holy Spirit to knock on your heart's door. But there will be a day, there will be an hour, there will be a time that the Bible said, I'll cut you off. God said, I will draw a line and I will not cross that. I will turn you over to a reprobate mind. In other words, He'll scoop that lump of clay off the wheel and He'll throw it on the pile out back. He is a God of infinite mercy. He is a God of infinite grace. He is a God of infinite love. But He will only deal with the hearts of men for a certain and set amount of time. He wants to do a work in this place this morning. Christians, if we'll let Him, Christians, if we'll let Him, He wants to save people this morning. Preacher, how are we stopping him? Because you're quenching the Spirit. I'm up here right now slogging through quicksand. It's almost like walking in mud. It's hard to get my feet up. Somebody pray for me this morning so I can preach. Somebody pray so the Spirit of God will be loose this morning. We want people saved in this place. We've got to do something, church. We want to see a work accomplished. We've got to do our part. Verse 4. The vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Raise your little paws up in the air. The vessel that was marred. That's you and I. Every man, woman, boy, and girl that draws a breath, every, everyone that hears the sound of my voice, we're that vessel with a mar on it. Oh, but praise God. So he made it again, another vessel, the Bible said. He made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. I'm not the vessel that I was so many years ago. I'm not the vessel that I was two weeks ago. I'm not the vessel that I was a year ago. Because God's continually got me on the wheel. He takes a little bit of water in his hands, a little bit of the Spirit, and he begins to work that foot pump, that treadle, and that wheel begins to spin in those hands come down and they begin to work the clay. They begin to mold. They begin to stretch. They begin to push. They begin to coax an old, cold, nasty, dirty lump of worthless clay into a beautiful tool. Into a vessel. Into a vessel that can be used. The Holy Ghost of God comes in and cleans the vessel on the inside. So that we can be used of God. Amen. 
so that our works, not that ones that, now we're not saved by them, but so that our good works will glorify the Father in heaven. And the world will look and say there's something different about that person. They've got something in their heart and life. I'm curious about that. Let me just go ask them about it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is an open and curious heart. When you and I do our job and give them the word of God, the word of God begins to work. And God begins to do a work on the wheel of that person's life. Then that person goes through the same thing and they go to someone else and someone else and someone else. And before you know it, in Reed Town Community Church, God is doing a work on the wheels. Then before you know it, in Cock County, God is doing a work on the wheels. Preacher, do you believe that's possible? I believe all things are possible with God. Do I believe the world as a whole will get any better? Do I believe that society as a whole will get better before Jesus comes back? No. That's Bible. But I believe that if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face, I'll hear from heaven and I'll hear their land. I believe God when He says that. I believe God wants to do a work in your life, in my life, in your family, my family, this community. God wants people to be saved. I know that. I believe with all my heart that's the reason why Jesus hasn't come back yet. Because God says, a little longer, a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. Let me work a little more on the wheel. Let me work a little more on the wheel. Sister Carol, come to the piano, please. Sister Carol's going to come and she's going to play softly at the piano. No singing this morning. No singing this morning. God spoke to all of us this morning. He said, go down to the potter's house. That's where we're at this morning. God, He is the potter. He has a desire. He has a thought in mind. He has a design for your life. He knows what He wants your life to be. And He wants to do a work on the wheels of your life. We are the clay. God is the potter. Right there is the wheel. There's the wheel. We all have things in our lives we want to be different with. And we name some of them. If you're serious and there are things you want to change in your life, get up here on the wheel. Let the one who made you to begin with. Who the Bible says on numerous places, while you were yet in your mother's womb, I knew you. I formed you. God said, I made you. I can fix you. If everyone would stand to your feet, please, this morning. You've got something in your life you want to change, you want to correct, you want things different. In the coming year, get up here on this altar and turn that over to the only person who can truly make a change.
come this morning and pray. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation. If you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast, please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. That's spelled R-E-I-D-T-O-W-N, communitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you and God bless.